My name is Vivian Odunze. Who belong your host. This is Radio Access. You, you, democracy, democracy, and talks. And talks. Ready to vote. A civic intervention podcast series brought to you by Kimpat Development Initiative KDI in partnership with National Endowment for Democracy NED. This podcast aims to stimulate conversations in Nigeria towards increasing youth voters' turnout in elections. Powered by Access Media Network. Well, it's the Ready to Vote podcast series, and we welcome you to this episode once again. This is Radio Access, and of course, it's all about you, democracy and talks. Vivian Odunze Obilom is my name, and I'm your host for the ride. Our guest will be joining us soon. Um, You know how we do it on the Ready to Vote podcast series. Um, The discussion, of course, will be focusing on how voter apathy can be tackled through voter education. Um, You know, of course, to help to educate the citizens on how to vote. You know, not necessarily who to vote, but how to vote. And for Ekitsi and Oshu, the time is limited and we must utilize it really well. Um, we want to look at how approximately voter education um, would provide citizens with knowledge regarding how to vote or how to register to vote, how to complete uh, ballot papers, you know, the electoral system and what have you. And well, that's all we'll be delving on to, um, delving into today. Because this uh, intervention program by KDI seeks to uh, have more voter participation among the youths, as well as minimize the voter apathy syndrome. It's important that citizens, you know, know how their votes contributes to the final results in elections. Well, I'm not alone uh, on this one. I'm not alone to talk about this. With me to speak to these issues uh, today is a dear colleague, and he's Mr. Olufemi Olanikekun. He's an OAP somebody with an experience in media and of course he's the presenter with Reeve FM. You're welcome to the show sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Well um, like we know voter education you know provides citizens of democracy of the democracy with uh, basic information or about you know participating in the elections but we want to make this basically discussion today and um, whether we like it or not it's important that the state educates the citizens on how to go about voting but we want to you know hear from you what is voter education and how important is it for election all right so thank you vivian and thank you radio Al six and uh, thank you for having me on this uh, program um, it's a critical time in the life of our state, Oshun, and um, indeed that of equity. Uh, you know, fate and destiny has brought us together. And so it's important that we have conversations like this as we move closer to the election period for people to elect a new set of leaders. Um, voter education is a set of activities 
um, you know, carried out by different groups and um, stakeholders within the electoral framework, within the electoral sector to sensitize the people um, on their civic conditions and the processes of, you know, um, selecting and appointing leadership in our country. And so this is carried out by different stakeholders from the election management body, which is INEC, to different partners that the like civil society organization, like the media, like other citizens who are just, you know, concerned about the needs to get our country uh, on a better footing. And so um, it involves, you know, creating awareness, sensitizing the people on how to vote, on, you know, how to go about it, on the needs to vote, on why to vote, on actually how to vote and ensure that we have a smooth, uh, a free, a fair and a credible electoral process. And it's a very important process, you know. Uh, oftentimes attention is focused more on the actual voting itself and perhaps selecting candidates at the political primaries level or the actual voting itself on election day. But if the people are not sensitized enough to come out to vote, we will definitely have no election. And it's part of what we have as challenges in our country today, where we have um, low voter turnout, where we have voter apathy across different demographics. You know, we have young people who are mm -hmm. not enthusiastic about coming out to vote. We need to place more right. we need to attach more importance um, to working with uh, different stakeholders with working with the election management body to sensitize our people, um, to encourage them to be part of this process. The fact that it's a civic responsibility that they do not have the moral right to criticize any government if they are not part of the process, yeah. uh, that uh, if they do not participate in electing you know, um, a leader, they, they cannot say the leader has not done well. And if, if, if they have right. an idea of what their country should be, um, they want their country to be like the United States, like those European countries. They want it to be successful. They can't just do that, just criticizing, sitting in the comfort of their room. They need to come out, they need to vote, and they need to vote well. They need to be active from the beginning till the end. So voter education is very important. It's extremely important for our electoral process, for us to achieve success and for the Nigerian nation to move forward and actually get um, it act right in the Committee of Nations. Well, thank you very much for that one. I think you have really, really dissected and um, uh, given us direction on what voter education is about. And um, uh, you just made a point there. You can't criticize the government. You are not part of voting into power. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's uh, a takeaway for our young people and also for me, because um, like it or not, we are all in the system and we must mm -hmm. all have our hands on deck to see the, the change we seek to happen, you know. Um, yeah, voter education, I know, mm, of course, it's not just, uh, like you said, we have stakeholders who are involved in, 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 who should be involved in all of this. And that's why you have CSOs, for instance, coming in like KDI, coming in with, you know, international programs like this to help educate the people. And so that would not, you know, drive me to the next question, which is, if you think that the style adopted by stakeholders, you know, saddled with the responsibility um 
to have if, uh, is it effective enough um mm. if not what would be your suggestions because it's one thing to have a voter education and another thing to you know have it channel the right way for effective results mm. all right so i mean so um first of all i i feel that we need to get more people involved more stakeholders involved in voter education so there is a misconception at the moment that voter education is purely the business of the election management body and so in my you know, uh, interactions mm -hmm. in the course of my job you know carrying out my duties uh interfacing with INEC and INEC officials they've complained about the fact that um, um the burden of conducting elections is huge for them already uh then for us to now add another burden of sensitizing the public alone i mean it's their mandate it's part of their core responsibilities but they're saying that um we That's need right. to encourage more people to be involved in this process that the process of conducting the elections of registering the parties or ensuring that there are no violations of adhering strictly to the electoral act as you know uh, you know as, as is currently is is a huge responsibility for them so they are calling on political parties they are calling on politicians they're calling on religious bodies they're calling on other stakeholders the media society like what you are doing credible job fantastic effort that you're putting into this process to ensure that we have more people to collaborate with INEC, sensitize the people and create that awareness and teach the people about their voter i mean about about their voting about their voting responsibilities so i mean what we have at the moment is not effective it's not enough we need more stakeholders to come into that space. We need more training. We need more research across board, across different areas to right. identify what are the particular patterns of thought, the patterns, I mean, the behavioral patterns of our people, what's influencing it, how do we influence it for the good? So, for instance, we have a new monster on our hands in our country, in our electoral system, and that's money buying. I, I, mean, I, I mean, that's good buying, I beg your pardon, good buying. It's that's a right. huge problem. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, it's a new challenge for us in our electoral process, and that's because a I huge challenge years, has done a good job. Yes. So, I mean, I think over the years, has done a good job in tightening the news, blocking loopholes that politicians have either told before now used to manipulate the process to ensure that our votes are not count, do not count, to ensure that our votes are not credible. So they are forced to, you know, come up with other tactics to manipulate the will of the people and that's vote buying. So we need to identify how do we sensitize the people. Our politicians have weaponized poverty such that 2,000 or 5,000 on election day or before election day is enough to sway them. We are going to have more of it in the coming Oshuanikiti elections. What do we need to do? We need to have research papers. If possible, we need to think about uh, how do we sensitize the people? How do you convince the average voter in Elisha, in Ileife, in Oshobo, in Italoko, in Oshobo here, in Oshun states, that when you collect 2,000 Naira, and then you vote for the wrong person that you're going to suffer for four years how do we craft convincing narratives that we can use on media on the social media right. to convince young people who ordinarily will go out on election day to go and play football that they need to be part of the process how do we go to schools to say if possible can we talk to you know policy makers and ensure that our schools are not shut down on election day such that students who register to vote in that particular area are not displaced 
and go back to their homes where they are not registered and then they are not able to vote at that time. So can we begin to, you know, uh, come up with different thinkings, level, different level of, I mean, of thinking and research to address some of these new challenges so that we can have a more effective voter education. And then we need to uh, in a collaborate. We need a synergy. As the CSO is working, the CSO needs to work with the media. The media needs to work with the election management body, with donor agencies and other organizations. But we need to make use of our religious organizations. The level of influence that religion has on the average Nigerian is huge. We are a devout set of people. We love our gods. We love our religion. Right. So can we can we access them through the churches, through the mosque? Can we can we have a set of training for our religious leaders in the build up to these elections so that we tell them what to tell the people? Because when the people hear from the Imam on Friday, when they hear from the pastor on Sunday that you need to vote, that you should not, you know, um, sell your vote, that you need to go out to vote, that you do not need to put your night vigil on the Friday before election, you know, uh, right. the people are likely going to listen to them because there's a level of distrust between the government and the government. So they do not tend to believe or are willing to listen or adhere to whatever instructions or advice or directives that they get to hear from government. So the people yeah. offering them hope, um, which are mm -hmm. the religious leaders, can we partner right. with them? Can we bring them on board? Can we can we can we train them and tell them um, the right words to use, the cut phrases to use, narratives to craft that they can use on on on, on their pulpit on Sunday in their mosque on Friday, and then so that they can talk to the generality of our people. So we need to get more people on board and we need to fashion out new ideas, new ways of actually um, getting the message across to the people and making it to resonate and resonate well with them. Yeah, for me, Femi, I, must, I, I, I couldn't agree more. You have really touched on very salient points that um, I think some of our people haven't really looked um, toward or looked at. That's important because whether we like it or not, religion plays very huge role uh, in our lives as a people, especially Nigerians, you know, and the two major religions of Christianity and Islam, um, we have seen uh, the effects and, and, you know, how strongly they affect the lives of our people. And so um, I agree with you when you talk about trainings for uh, religious leaders, because these are people, like you said, who the people look up to. Um, they, mm. they, they more like offer hope to the people. And um, it's important that they hear these things from their religious leaders as well, not just from CSOs, not just from um, INEC, not just from, uh, you know, the government, whom, of course, we know um, they already uh, have certain feelings toward, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with you. And um, whether we like it or not, like questions you raised about what can we do? How do we craft these messages? How do we, uh, you know, uh, use the right choice of words? How do we coin them to be able to convincingly um, help them understand the need to come out and, and exercise a civic right mm. and not you know 
be found on the sidewalks, uh, you know, selling their votes and taking 2,000 naira, for instance, and, you know, and, and uh, jeopardizing their future for the next four years. So, yeah, for me, it's education and more education. And um, yeah. it's not just about you, um, the CSOs, saying that every, everyone is a stakeholder here. And for you as a person who has the knowledge, who, you know, who lives in a community or lives in a setup, you should be able to talk to your brother, or your neighbor, and convincingly tell them how important, you know, uh, your voting is. So I, I, I really agree with you on that one. Thank you very much. Now, I, I was going to ask, uh, going by um, the voter education, the importance of it and all of that. I'm asking what aspects should this voter education be focused more on? Is there anything of, of that sort or is, is, is it, um, if you understand me, maybe you can help me out. Here. Right. So we've had lots of progress in our electoral process since 1999, gone are the days when um, Mike Tyson, the teacher's names appeared on our electoral register and our voter register when people used the pump canals to vote. Uh, when people, incidences of snatching of ballot boxes were very high, including that of violence. We still have violence in our elections, but then when compared with what used to be in the past, we've had an appreciable reduction in it. The new frontiers that I think that we should concentrate our energy on um, in terms of voter education are encouraging our youth, the youth population, to come out and vote. Uh, many of them do not vote, and they constitute the largest chunk of this country's population. If right. a country is going to work, um, we need to have an active citizenry, and we need to have the youth actively involved in governance. We need to work on our young people. We need to redirect our focus, redirect our energy to convincing young people to be a part of the electoral process, whether to stand as, you know, uh, contestants in elections or to vote actively. Imagine having sheer size of the Nigerian youth population actively involved in our in our, in, in, in our electoral process. I mean, look at the kind of numbers we'll be churning out. I uh, would have been a way I addressed voter apathy, would have increased our voter participation figures and Nigeria would be better for it. So that's on one side. The other side that I think we need to redirect our focus on um, is on that of, um, you know, vote buying. It's a monster and it threatens mm -hmm. to rubbish all of the successes Ayak and the Nigerian people have recorded in our electoral process post-1999. Sadly so. Sadly we need so. to find a way of tackling that, working with security agencies and actually looking at the behavioral pattern of the Nigerian people and, um, you know, reorientating them about the evils, about the ills of vote buying. We need to uh, do a lot of voter education, voter advocacy, issue of vote buying. Uh, such that you know our democracy yeah. because uh, we have people with questionable sources of income coming into the process so if mm -hmm. if, if if a froster if an internet froster who has not worked for his money who doesn't have um the moral standing who doesn't have the value the character the antecedent and knows that right. all it takes is just to 
prepare a sum of money and then buy off voters, buy off electorate, buy off politicians, buy off... Becomes dangerous. Then our country is going to, yes, becomes dangerous. So that means drug dealers, drug barons, anybody mm -hmm. with money, whether clean or not, can come into our electoral space and hijack the process from people who are altruistic, uh, from people who have genuine intentions to work for the people to make the country work. So we need to do that and ensure that we fix it. And you know, voter education will play a key role. Voter education will play a key role in actually taming that monster. So those two areas, and, and I think, are very, very key areas that we need to redirect our attention to. Yeah, and thank you. And that's not to say, uh, I mean, that's not to cut you off, but I was going to say something and um, while you were talking, and um, that's in the area of reorientating the people. Of course, uh, you cannot, uh, like I say, when you come to uh, come to equity, you must come with clean hands, and um, you you as a, a person, as as a citizen, should look inward and ask yourself um, if I accuse Mr. A, for instance, or accuse the the politicians or whomever um, of corruption, what about me? My actions? What do they tell? You know, if you're mm. going to given to vote buying if you're going to sell your vote if you're going to um not take seriously your civic uh, uh civic duty it means the people you accuse you have just become like them so it's important for our people to also have this at the back of your mind and um i think it will go a long way in helping us you know do proper mental and um I mean a shift in mindset which will help the process a lot well um uh, <laughs> thank you so much mr uh for being there with us um yeah listener if you're there we are still here talking about voter apathy and how it can be tackled through voter education it's important for us as a people to know um, that our uh, vote counts and that it's in, it's necessary that we educate our people. Everyone is a stakeholder in this and we must sit up to do the right thing. Well, we'll take a short break and when we come back, we'll continue with the discussion. Don't go nowhere. This is Radio Access. You, you democracy, democracy in talks. In talks. Welcome back. Uh, it's still ready to vote podcast series. And today on this episode, I'm talking with Mr. Olufemi Olani Beku, and he's been talking with us um, as regarding voter apathy and how it can be tackled through voter education. Don't forget, you can participate in the discussion by, you know, by you know participating using our social media handles at KDI um, Nigeria, which is a Facebook, and at KDI underscore NG as the Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag um, Ready to Vote. Yes, um, Mr. Femi, I would want to know um, mm. Thank you. whether we like it or not. We are not. Um, as a people continue to encourage one another and that's our sole responsibility but i want to ask 
what would be your advice to the bodies involved as regards intensifying the voter education spread? All right, so um, uh, my advice would be that um, they should not relent. Um, it's a critical role they are playing, uh, and it can be some, somewhat sometimes pointless. It, it, um, it, it, it's a role that could determine the shape and future of our democracy and inadvertently of our country, you know, in the long term. Um, I would like to advise that we bring in more research, that um, we look at ways of bettering whatever we have at the moment, sharpening our tools, of ensuring that um, our messages resonate well, that our, our, you know, our, our strategies are more effective. I mean, that would be essentially, you know, will be the advice to all of the stakeholders involved in voter education and to also go deeper. Um, there's a tendency for us to focus our attention on the uh, on the urban uh, people, perhaps, you know, those in the urban areas. We need to go rural, you know, right. a lot of misconceptions about votes not counting. Uh, many people still hold such misconceptions, whereas our votes are counting in fairness now. And so we need mm -hmm. to do well about posting such and let the people know in the urban areas, in the rural areas, that votes now count and let them also know the consequences of not being part of the electoral process. And so That's right. um, when you do not vote, you now begin to complain that you do not have light, you do not have, you do not have that moral right, you do not have, you know, you know, uh, I mean the right morally to condemn that particular process. So if you vote, then you, you also be able to demand for good governance, demand for, you know, a better deal, you know, from your leaders. So uh, we need to sure. do more, we need to sustain the current tempo, we need to bring in research, we need to uh, extend our reaches to the rural areas, and then um, also target the young people, target the youth, and also find a way of dealing, reorientating, re reshaping the minds of our people about collecting money and you know voting for pecuniary gains and the dangers associated with it the consequences of doing that and you know why it, you know it's evil why it's it, it, it will not put well for us as individuals and collectively as a people and of course if i may add how why how destructive it can be for us as a people yeah absolutely absolutely well Mr. Femi, I'm going to ask you, uh, I usually do this for every guest um, I've hosted here, and um, you're in Oshun State, <laughs> Yeah. so I would want you to paint a picture for us of what the political scenario is like over there. What's happening okay. in Oshun State? In Oshun. Just let's have a mental picture of it. Also, fantastic state Oshun is. Um, the political right. temperature of the state is rising. INEC just released the final list of governorship candidates yesterday. Um, okay. We have 15 political parties participating. Interesting. Uh, unfortunately, Interesting. there is no female candidate on the list. 
It's yeah, dark. I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> breaking my heart. <laughs> I must confess. Breaking okay. my heart. I mean, we should so, do you know, we have no we have <laughs> Of course. I agree I mean, with you. I agree with you absolutely. So, uh, wow. the youngest candidate is 35 years of age. The oldest candidate is 67. And, um, wow. Uh, we've had a number Not of sections here and there. Yeah, okay. so, so from the two major parties. And interestingly, the two major parties have some internal crises. Uh, so both are facing litigations that has a potential to impact um, the, you know, who eventually becomes the candidate before the election because it's three months between now and then. So we'll be shuttling the courts and monitoring what actually the courts will say about the litigations, about you know the processes leading to their selection of their candidate. So the people are enthusiastic. Um, we expect that um, um, you know the political temperature will rise the more. Um, we are worried about violence, violence rhetorics. We hope it doesn't come into play. Uh, but then we have right. a number of heavyweights leaving the two parties. Uh, to join some other parties. So, for instance, we've had a former Deputy Speaker of the House of Representatives, Honorable Lassen Yusuf, who um, was formerly with the APC, now defecting uh, to Labour Party. So, he's going to fly the flag of Labour Party. We've had wow. the runner-up at the 2018 PDP primaries, um, Dr. Akin Ogumbi, now leaving the PDP and defecting to the Accord Party is now going to fly the flag of the Accord Party. So essentially you have like four or five heavyweights, but um, we all know that it's likely going to go down uh, to between APC well, and the PDP. But analysts are worried about well, the I mean, and, and how it could eventually impact. <laughs> yeah, that's sad on, on one side, yeah. And then um, if you ask me, I'll say, well, it's always shouldn't be business as usual so i mean the defections we see happening are it's it's there these are you know normal things we expect to happen during elections and stuff but i i, I do hope that our people um i believe they know the right thing and they should do the right thing and um give peace a chance and the youth basically should come out and do the needful well mm -hmm. thank you so much i think that's the much we can take for today on the program ready to vote for a series thank you very much mr ulufemi for joining us on, on the show it's so glad to have you um to thank talk you. to us on today's show thank you thank very you much thank you very well, much Vivi. i can't end the podcast uh without saying a huge thank you to our dear listeners for tuning in well please join us on the next episode like i always say it is a collective responsibility to safeguard our democracy and i'm sure you know what that means um we cannot but protect the democracy we so enjoy um, we'll see what's happening in other african countries we can't allow that happen to us in this country so do not sit on the sidewalks do not um sit on your uh, i mean before your television and say it doesn't matter we are all in this together and it is our right as citizens to vote 
and know that your vote counts. Well, till the next episode, I remain humbly your host, Vivian Odunze Obilong. This is Radio Access. You, you, democracy, democracy, and talks. And talks.